Welcome to the Scalability Podcast, your go-to resource for those who want to profitably grow your business beyond the limits of your personal time, energy, and skills. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Scalability Podcast. And this one's going to be short. I really am excited to introduce you guys to one of my newer friends, uh, business partner as well, Rio. What's up, guys? Nice to meet you all. Yeah, and actually, I wanted to, uh, I think it's important that we bring you in front of the audience because uh, there's a lot of things I admire about you. Okay, number one, you're really young. You're 21 years old. Your uh, your creative style is through the roof. If you guys get a chance, we'll give his Instagram handle at the end of this. Go check out his work. He's very creative and cinematic with his work. His work is very inspiring. And in my experience, when I've worked with people who have that kind of style, who have that look they tend to get way too caught up in the details when it comes to business, right? So a lot of times when I'm working with creatives, they just get way too stuck in the creative details, Mm. but we've been building a system now, and you have proven that you are willing to, you know, you're willing to be imperfect and move forward fast, right? And that's, in my experience, that's what it takes to build a business. So I wanna know a little bit about you, your background, and your mindset when it comes to, you know, being a creative as well as you know hopping into your entrepreneur life yeah absolutely I mean well first of all thank you for saying for all the kind things about my creativity it means a lot I think for someone's artwork to be you know validated by other people I think it definitely means a lot but of course you know your your own opinion about your work matters first but having other people approve it is, is really cool but yeah I guess breaking down what what you said a bit there I think It wasn't always the case that I had um, a good business sense and a good creative sense. Mm -hmm. I think the creative sense came first and it was a journey and it still is a journey to build the business sense. Because yeah, when I first started off kind of trying to scale what I was doing, I did get caught in the detail and I did like kind of struggle with the idea of like, oh, but like it needs to be perfect. You know, I've, I've worked so hard always to create a really good product, but like now I'm trying to scale that it can't always be perfect. And, and that whole idea of, you know, having something done rather than perfect, um, is really, really key. And I don't think there's really a blanket rule for how that is. I think everybody has to work that out for themselves because you want your product to be a certain standard and you can't settle for anything less than that. But at the same time, you can't let it be at the detriment of delivering the product on time to clients. It can't be the detriment of kind of, you know, the other people that you hire to assist you with it. Mm -hmm. If it's too complicated for them to learn, Mm -hmm. you know, then your timeline gets really kind of slowed down as well because of that. So I think... To shorten that down, I'd say it's a big learning process. If you're a creative and you're trying to get in business, really throw yourself into it, get yourself mentors. That was really big for me. People like Brendan, who's behind the camera, now meeting you, Anthony, as well, who's regular at the business side of things. Being around those kind of people and understanding how they operate um, has been really key for me. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other piece of advice I would give is just done is better than perfect and Mm -hmm. work out what that really means to you in your creative way.
You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think I like, well, here's what I've learned. Right. So I'm 30 now and uh, I've been trying to build businesses, you know, for over a decade. Right. And I remember specifically this one time, you know, my brother, he is a barber, but for the longest time he bought like a DSLR camera and he always hated it when I recorded the videos because I didn't know how to use a camera mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. He, he would just get on me about like the fine details and whatnot. And I remember one day I just without completely without his permission, I just shot a full video and edited it. And he was like, dude, this is garbage. And I was like, yeah, but you need content. So let's just post it. And you know, he would take his time on all these other videos and he would take so long to edit a haircut video. Mm -hmm. And when I posted like the crappy video that I made, that one went viral, which like blew my mind. And I've seen like so many different instances of that throughout my career where it's like a lot of times, you know, things that are not perfect can go viral, right? And this is like a valuable lesson that taught me like, you know what, just go. Like, let's Mm -hmm. just, let's just go. Let's get it done because art at the end of the day is completely subjective. 100%. Now, when you tie art into business, you know, one of our clients could be one video away from completely changing their entire career and getting the results that they want, right? Mm -hmm. So now you as a creative, you know, speaking to uh, a business owner, like what what do you have to tell them if they're getting too caught up on the details? Let me just clarify that. So if, if I was maybe like consulting like a business, what am I asking them um, to kind of understand and make sure that they don't get caught up in the details? Is that yeah, what yeah. Like you, you were trying to deliver a project and they're like, oh, I need this change, this change, this change. Next thing you know, you're three weeks later and like, it's like, hey. Yeah. Very, very good question, actually. So um, if... If a client is coming back to me and wanting constant kind of adjustment or changes to a product, the kind of rebuttal that I'll normally give back to them is that, you know, they paid me to do this and me, myself or my team, whoever, you know, filmed it, for example, I trust their creative judgment wholeheartedly on the product that they've produced. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I was paid to do. That's what my team was paid to do. And so when a client comes back, you know, certain level of revisions, I understand, you know, they want to vision things in a certain way and they want to convey their brand in a certain way. And so you have to do a certain level of like handholding and be like, yeah, sure, no worries, Mm -hmm. we'll get that done for you. But it reaches, reaches a point and you'll know it because you'll get sick of the client or you'll get sick of what they're asking for Mm -hmm. when it's, a matter of you know kind of putting your foot down in a way and saying no my creativity is good I know because of all the other clients that I work with Mm -hmm. and what we have produced is good and we have we know that you know the products will get the results that you want Mm -hmm. you keep asking for these minor detail changes or whatever that you know you think need to be changed when they don't actually need to is irrelevant to the result that you're going to be getting right now Mm. you know so it's a tough one I can't say in all situations it's easiest and I haven't dealt with it correctly in all situations you know I've definitely done it where I've made way too many revisions for a project (laughs) for for a client because they kept asking for it and I wanted to keep them happy yeah but almost you know this this also goes for like sales I would say Mm -hmm. if you're confident in your ability and your what you can produce Mm -hmm. then you how you convey yourself to them is going to be confident and they're going to trust you more mm-hmm. to produce it. So I would almost say like if you're getting to that point where they're constantly wanting revisions, it's because you maybe haven't conveyed yourself as confident as you actually are about your creativity and about how confident you can actually be. You know, if you consult them properly in that sales process and in that pre-production process of what they want, what their goals are and what they're trying to achieve with this video, they shouldn't be asking for too many revisions because you should exactly know what they want and they will have confidence in your ability 
to deliver on that. You know? Yeah, nice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Sure. Um, so you know we're working together now, and you've been working with our team mainly in the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is that, is that your first time working with people in the Philippines? It sure is. Yeah, it's my it's my first time doing it, but it's been an absolute pleasure so far. You know, yeah. I've been you know I had the pleasure of, of working with one of your editors for the last kind of few months, but now working with your larger team definitely was a challenge and a big adjustment. But yeah, they're amazing. They're really good. We all right. So. So a lot of people who don't know about outsourcing to the Philippines mm-hmm. uh, or even Latin America, you know, I think that there's a stigma that's out there, right, where people think about like low quality work or, you know, they're just not going to get like U.S. standard uh, yeah. type work. But yeah. in your experience, like what what have you noticed? The complete opposite, actually. They're brilliant. Like I, I can't speak more highly of them. And in terms of quality of work, it's phenomenal. Like we have one product um, offering that, you know, we've been developing that we're now partners on, which I'm really excited about. And the editor that I've been working with closely for the past like four or five months, and we, you know, I had the initial product that I bought to her and I wanted her to edit. And she, you know, edited and she took on the responsibility of, you know, really taking that edit to the next level Mm -hmm. to the point in which like, I'm at the point where it's like, okay, if a client wants revisions, I really hope she's online because I know that she can nail it and I won't necessarily do as good of a job, you know? So in terms of that whole idea of quality, you know, it's really a myth, I would say. She took on the responsibility and made the product better than I could have even ever done myself. That just goes to show the level of quality, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And in my experience, when working with people in the Philippines, I, I consult a lot for my clients. And one of the main things, one of the main, I guess, themes that I've noticed over time is like a client will say, oh, my person or my virtual assistant sucks. And, you know, I'll say, okay, well, what's the problem? And they'll mm-hmm. tell me like, hey, this, this person's sucks because they're not doing this, 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 that, whatever the problem is. Because it doesn't matter what industry, like, it doesn't matter. And I'll go to the virtual assistant and ask, like, hey, how's it going? And they'll, you know, the virtual assistant a lot of times will say, man, everything's going great. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, wait, hold on. You know, then I, then I ask them, like, okay, I, I get that it's going great, but, like, if you were to give me some feedback on the client, like, how do you feel? And, you know, they'll say, oh, well, the client really lacks this, 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 that, and, and a lot of times it's communication. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, then I go back and eventually I, I solve the problem and the client's like, oh my God, this person's freaking amazing, right? Yeah. Now, I, I didn't have to do that with you, right? You you have been able to really take the bull by the horns. And one of the reasons why we decided to partner up was because we were actually developing the same exact thing. Exactly. Right? We, we, it's just like you were doing like kind of like your R&D over there. Yeah. We're doing our R&D over here. And we're both like going in the same direction. But instead, we're like, hey, like, why don't we just team up? We'll build a massive team and do this together instead, right? So give us some tips because you, you also are really young. Did you have prior management experience? None. Okay, this is perfect then. Yeah. Because that's also another thing that a lot of our clients are lacking is management experience and not everybody is naturally talented like you where they can develop people to, you know, create their vision, right? So what are some tips that you would give business owners working with people overseas to make that vision come to life that, you know, for the work that they want? Yeah, really, really good question. And I would definitely say like, you know, I'm coming from like really new learning experience with this. You know, I didn't have prior management skills. I regarded myself always as a good leader. You know, I felt like on a project I could take a team from A to B for like one project. Mm-hmm. But I've quickly realized that like management is totally different. You know, it's not not just taking people from A to B on one single thing. It's about consistent management of expectations of um, what you value and what you're looking for. And it's consistent management of those things. And yeah, I, I really struggled like the first 
three weeks, four weeks, even longer than that, I was like just so out of my depth in terms of the management side of things. But I think the two things that I really will take away from this and, and continue to do was taking like massive, absolute responsibility for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what you were referring to before in terms of clients like, oh, my VA sucks or my editor sucks. It's like, it's because they're not taking enough responsibility for the situation and they're not, they don't ex- like, they hire the editor expecting them to like just take on everything that they were trying to do before with without actually taking responsibility for that hire mm-hmm. you know so they'll like you know they'll just expect them to solve the issue that they may be having by not having an editor and actually won't give them any direction and then it's like well actually it's you not taking responsibility mm-hmm. for that person so what i mean by taking like absolute responsibility for everything is that you know if a client gets back to you and it's a mistake that the editor has made a spelling error or you know something like that that's your fault Mm-hmm. That's not the editor's fault. It's not theirs at all. You mm-hmm. know, even though they were the ones editing, it's because you didn't do a good enough quality c- control check. Um, if the vision of the video for what the client wanted was off, that's not the editor's fault. That's because you didn't give enough creative direction on what they should be doing. Or that's because you didn't review it, give them revisions to do, and still make sure it made the client on the deadline. You mm-hmm. know, So taking massive responsibility for everything that's going on with that person was key, number one. Or, or even nipping that in the butt in the process before it even gets there. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. So just make yeah, massive responsibility for everything. And then the other thing I would say is also just making sure that you're communicating with the with the editor or VA or whoever it is on a regular basis. You know, we were having weekly check-in meetings and sometimes that even felt like too long. So we'd do like another one early, like at the end of the week to kind of wrap up on things. But we use Slack as our line of communication constantly communicating on slack i even had the uh, the editor doing like end of day like quick three sentence summaries of yeah. what they were doing and that allowed me to like respond to them and kind of learn so i was i was honestly learning from the editor as much as they were learning from me yeah. i was giving them technical skills but they were teaching me how to manage so it was it was really exciting as well yeah. you know like i think a lot of people can be it's like quite daunting to be like oh i've got to take responsibility for this editor and yeah. teach them it's like that's amazing you know you're watching someone develop and learn editing skills underneath you at the same time as them teaching you how to manage some a situation like that. So Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to give you guys a really key piece that he didn't mention because we've obviously been working together now. So one thing that he did do too is he actually created a project management system to manage the entire process. Yep. So a lot of times when it comes, you know, if you really want to take full advantage of outsourcing, you must, must, must have some sort of system in place. Every business is a little bit different. For creative agencies, you have have to have a project management system and you also have to have a CRM but it's just going to depend on the type of virtual assistant you hire and the industry so that was something that I was really impressed with actually when so when we were coming together and we said hey let's combine forces and let's all let's just do this mm-hmm. as one big team when I was looking at your project management system it was very similar to ours right and ultimately the only reason uh, it was and it was actually really good and the only reason why we decided to use our uh, you know the, the project management system that we're using is because we just had more people trained on it. It was a more logical thing to do, but either one would have worked. However, we did, we did end up adopting your storage system because I I actually like that better. And you know, I'm going to tell you something that I really like about you too. There's see when when you're working with people, right? Because obviously the two, I'll say like visionaries behind this really is Brendan and I, like we've been thinking about this thing for years. Mm -hmm. Like we, we've been thinking about this for 
it's been like what Brendan and Brendan's been on the camera like what how many years four years we've been like we got to do this okay and now I think that just the time came I think even Brendan and I went to an event uh, in Vegas we saw Gary V at my and I think that was like the moment where we're like okay we have to do it like no choice we're doing it and now we're doing it right and then you know the world attracted you into the circle but one thing that you've done is you've had very very low ego right and you're just like you're just like, let's, let's get it done. What, where does that come from? Because I feel like if you want to be successful working with entrepreneurs, you have to, you have to like, especially like me too, I, I find myself submitting to Brendan's ideas a lot too. Cause Brendan realistically generates 10 times more revenue than me. He's my mentor, right? Mm-hmm. As much as we're business partners, he is my mentor, mm-hmm. right? So where, where does, where did you learn that from? Like, how does that come from and share with everybody? Cause I feel like we need a lot more of that in the world. We need more people looking at like, Hey, this person obviously knows more than me. He's got the money or, you know, that's the way that you tell, uh, to prove it. Like what, what advice would you give to someone who just, their ego is a little high right now? Yeah, that's, that's really good. I mean, I think anybody looking to either start their own business or go on any sort of adventure, you like you can't have an ego. Like you just cannot. Um, you know, you're not going to get anywhere with that in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know, in the short term, you might might make gains, but in the long run, having no ego is going to really benefit you. I guess I kind of had that a little bit before, in the sense that dealing as a freelancer, dealing mm-hmm. with clients, you can't. You got to take your ego out of the equation. Um, there's a lot of times where you know a client will say that one one change that is like seems very simple, but is extremely hard to do, and you got to bite your tongue and take it and and do it. So I think it started there, but. I think like you said, I think really just respecting the people around you, you know, being mentored by Brendan for like half a year now and kind of listening to what he has to say and really taking that on board. I think having having those kind of people around you, you know, gets you to to really take stock of all of the value that everybody can give you and appreciating ev- everything that everybody says and learning what is relevant for your story right now. I think that's where it really comes from. I yeah, think and just then kind of when you guys go look at his work, you guys will see that he has every right, especially when it comes to creative work, to have a big ego. He's, he's very skilled, right? That's really awesome. And you're very self-aware. Again, you guys, he's 21 years old. I really look forward to building this with you. So if we were to leave off on, you know, there, there's somebody out there right now, or actually, you know, let's take a different direction we got time there's no rush by the way i got i got time so oh no no so this one's going to be like a short for the for the podcast right so yeah we'll do like a more in-depth like hour long later but as part of our offering that we're building you know we're building a short form content machine yep right and people are going to be able to come and get their short form done now they have options of who they can actually hire to go out and shoot their content if they need that service right because there's a lot of people out there who have a ton of money but no time and they just need somebody to go out there and shoot them and we have a, a bunch of different options, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be at different price levels, right? And Rio is actually going to be one of the uh, shooters that you can actually have the option of hiring to shoot your short form content for you. Yep. Now, like when somebody, what should somebody expect on a two hour shoot with you where they're getting 20 questions done? Yeah, really good question. So, you know, if you if you're hiring me to come and shoot you for like two hours um, to get your content for the month kind of dealt with and done in that two hours, um, you can expect someone who will direct you and coach you to make sure that you're kind of the best on camera that you can be. You're obviously going to get someone who knows the camera very well and is able to you know set up the environment to you know aid the 
telling of the story that you want to tell to your audience or the information that you want to provide them. And so they're the the two main things I would say. And then you're obviously going to be hiring someone who knows the process end to end. So I shoot not only for you and helping you tell your story the best, but I shoot also for my editors to make sure that they can get the best out of the shot and make you look the best that you can as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, for any clients that come on, you also have the option of hiring me. But I can tell you like this, he's bringing in high-end cameras. He's bringing in high-end lighting. I'm bringing a softbox and an iPhone and some DJI mics, right? Because my, my, my style and my mindset is not very creative. I'm very like straight to the point. If you guys go look on my Instagram, you'll see the type of content that I produce with my iPhone and I know that it works. Uh, we get uh, we get a lot of hits. We've had videos that have gone viral from my style. However, it just depends on you as a client and what you want to reach. It's going to be more expensive for Rio because he's going to go all out for you. Probably charge a lot less because there's a lot less setup. You know, and again, it's it's really about getting that content in and getting it knocked out as soon as possible. But yeah, so Rio, uh, if somebody wants to find you, how do they get in touch with you? There's a place for every single one of op- those options as well. Like I, you know, someone might be watching and be like, oh, why wouldn't I just hire Rio every time, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, if that is your brand of like high-end stuff, you know, then that works. But there's a huge place for Anthony's stuff as well, for Brendan, for everybody's individual content style, because it's about how you tell your story. You know, if you're someone who just likes throwing out content and getting the information across, which is what I would regard Anthony as, you know, he has amazing knowledge and he has more business sense than I do, right? And he gets that content out there, which is amazing. There is a place for someone who's trying to tell their story like that, you know? not. Every user that you like, every person in your audience is going to want you to have like super high end content if that's not what you normally produce. They'll be like, well, this is a bit out of place. I don't relate to this person anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe even might unfollow you because of it, right? If, if you started producing super high end stuff all the time, people would be like, whoa, dude, like mm-hmm. what, what just happened? This is not it. Yeah. But if you are, you know, Coming from my perspective, if you're someone who does do that, then it makes sense to continue doing totally. that, you know? And so there's a place for everybody, and I don't want people to get, like, sidetracked thinking they're like, oh, I would just hire Rio every time or whatever for his totally. camera ability. You just, you just reminded me of something, man, because I, I feel like my style is, like, I do want to be relatable mm-hmm. because I want other entrepreneurs to look at me and be like, dude, if that fucking guy can do it, so can I. Exactly. That's, that's literally, like, my thought with everything, which is why I like shooting with the iPhone. I like shooting with these mics that are they're 350 bucks if you want to pick them up just look up dual dji lab on amazon but like i want people to know like if this guy can do it and bang out content so can i exactly right and you can do it by using us that's right. That's right. So yeah, and, and guys, I'm excited. We are going to be launching a new brand that's in the work. For now, we are two different brands, Outsource Plug and Acre Partner. It's going to be pretty sweet here in 2023 when we launch. But yeah, so Rio, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can get a hold of me through anything. Um, you guys are welcome to put my business phone number up there. I love people just shooting me a message or giving me a call. Put it on. Um, I don't have it on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, or you can reach me through an Instagram DM, Rio Pengrice. That's R-I-O-P-E-N-N-G-R-I-C-E. I'm on Instagram. You can see me there. Uh, DM me. I'm always happy to have a DM uh, or on YouTube if you want to go and look up me there. You can also do that. See my work there as well. But yeah, shoot me a DM. Shoot me a message, whatever. We can we can chat from there. Awesome. Let's get it. You've been listening to the Scalability Podcast. 
Don't forget to share with a friend and follow for more resources on how to profitably grow your business beyond the limits of your personal time, energy, and skills. Get out my way.